right now. Good evening. Good evening. I'm back. My midnight call. Yeah. Tonight, I'm going to be discussing a little something about your boy, Obama. I know a lot of you out there, you you respect Obama, you love him, he's your black Jesus. I understand that, I really do. But as for me, he's not my black Jesus, okay? And I respect the man, I do. I respect all black men, because that's what I'm supposed to do. But I don't have to agree with them just because they are black. And um, I find one thing about my race of people, we think that we're supposed to just love a person, you know, a, a political figure especially, because they are black. That they cannot have your interest at heart at all, and you still love him. You do not care anything about what he's put in that office for or what she's put in that office for or in that place for, and you do not hold them accountable for nothing that have anything to do with black people. <clears throat> and then we wonder why the rest of the world treat us like shit, why everybody in this country treat us like shit. If you have a, a group of people that all you got to do is put somebody in front of them who favor them and they can treat them like shit all day. They can enslave them. They can, I mean, kill them, do whatever they want to these people. But long as they have a black face to put in front, these people are satisfied. Well, I'm not that person. And I'm speaking upon um, the Obama, Mr. Obama. Something he said the other day. He said something while he was on his campaign for Biden that I feel we all need to pay attention to. Because under his leadership, we started seeing all this racism. We started seeing a lot of things that was happening to us, which, which we already knew. But when we put him in office... As for every black person that stood in line, that got out to make sure we saw the first black president become president, the first black man to become president, we all had something in our hearts to say he was going to make a difference. He said he was going to make change. He ran on the promise that I'm going to make change. And we all thought about us having somebody finally in the office that looked like us, that about knew what we had been experiencing, what we had been going through with this United States snakes of America government. We thought he was going to make some change. We thought he was at least going to come in and speak somewhat for the, for the, the, the things that the black community was going through. But no, Obama said, forget us. He couldn't speak for us. He used us. He got in there, and we was the last thing on his totem pole. 
and under his administration, Trayvon Martin got killed first. Eric Gardner. We were seeing everybody, Sandra Bland. Everybody was dying at the hands of the police. And he didn't help do anything. He didn't do anything. His Attorney General Eric Holder left because he couldn't do anything. And he felt hopeless. So he left. So, you know, Obama saying progress is sometimes slow. That's what he said. Progress is sometimes slow. I guess it is. If we have to wait on everybody, it's going to be slow. It's going to be never. Because for him saying something like that, of which everybody in this country that was black who voted for him, and for the first time, we were able to see that, which we probably would never see something like that again, ever again. He's saying that it was slow and that we should be happy we get that. That's it. We we should be happy that we even had a black president because it took a long time for that. So don't expect anything else is what that mean. That's what that mean. And um, that part, I don't understand. He campaigned on making change. And you getting up here speaking, trying to help your boy Biden get in office now, on which in the beginning when Biden was running for presidency, you would have thought that he would have been the first one to come out and support his vice president, but he didn't. He did not come out and support him none whatsoever until now. And that was kind of fishy to me because throughout the whole beginning of this race, when him, when all of the Democrats was all in, running, it was about 12 of them, I was waiting on his decision the whole time. I was really waiting on to see who Obama was going to support. And I just knew he was going to support his vice president on which he never did until the end. And that was kind of funny to me, too. But, anywho, I mean, hey, this is America. Everything is done in different ways. You don't know which way things might go, today or tomorrow. But I thought that was kind of funny, for him to go on a campaign and basically tell us don't expect anything. They tell us progress is sometimes slow. Well, hell. What the hell? We understand that. That's the whole purpose of us saying we want something this time. We want tangibles. We want something specifically for us. We are tired of sharing. Obama, we're tired. 
You you grew up in Hawaii. We're tired. You used us. We we're tired of being used. We want to be a community like everybody else in this country who take care of ourselves, who support each other. That we want everybody else instead of us being the consumers, we want people to come and patronize us. We want we want consumers to come to us now and recognize us, not just as the descendants of those slave people of this country. We don't want to be known as that. Oh, yeah. And Lord Jamar, I just want to point out one thing to you because you said some crazy stuff to, you know, to Tariq. And I just felt like it was kind of dumb. And I I just want to make sure you understand that a lot of us is walking around with our ancestor slave master's name still right now to this day. Why you talking about, you know, because you have Caribbean lineage instead of American. One side is Caribbean, one side is American. You shouldn't even worry about that. If that case, you worry about the American side. If you have the Caribbean side and they were slaves also, and when they get their their reparations, you get twice, double that. I, I do feel like that. People who have two sides, but I, I honestly feel like if you do not have, if your lineage, all these people who come from, who lineage come from, Islands, and you have came to America after the civil rights uh, movement. You weren't here before because they weren't letting you people in like that. It was hard for you people to get in to civil rights. So I don't understand why you people feel like we shouldn't get anything unless, you know, and you should be attached to it. No, you shouldn't be attached because on both sides of my family, come from the south i'm i'm from detroit my my grandparents all fled to detroit during the great migration and everything could be traced back to 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 the south and the slavery so hey except my uncle did one of them, we are Native Americans too, so I know I'm. I have Native American and African slavery, so I have both in me. But I don't have any island people or any other people like that in my. Um, I do have a white German. I do know that white German. And I feel like he should, his family should pay us. Sure should. Sure should. But, anywho. I just wanted to get that out there. Because a lot of you people think that um, this is a game. 
It's not a game that we ask for something. We have children, grandkids that I mean, I know I, I kinda feel like my my generation, we, we didn't we, we, we let the nineties go without understanding what was really going on. You know, we was sleeping. I know I was, and everybody around me had been asleep. We were sleeping. You know, the great awakening is happening. And um, as a spiritual person, it's never too late. It's never too late. Because we're not going anywhere. It's our planet. Like Vicki Dillard said, it's our planet. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to feel like it's our planet. Nothing no one can tell me. Now, I'm going to talk about uh, Ice Cube again in the black contract. I support the black contract. I support anything that has to do with my people. Okay? That's just point blank. I'm 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 a Detroiter. Like I said, I grew up all black. After Coleman Young became mayor of the city, it was it. I I I grew up in a time where I didn't see white people. White people were gone. They were they were leaving. So it was it was like trickle of them and I didn't see them. And in school, I had black teachers. I might have had one white in elementary, but all my teachers were black. My superintendent was black. Everybody was black I knew. I didn't know white people. And as for living in Detroit, you didn't cross 8 Mile. You knew that across 8 Mile, white people lived and they didn't like you. So you stayed in Detroit. So I'm going to support my people all day. That's all I know. And I support Ice Cube. Always have from NWA on to now. I'm going to always support them. And I'm going to always support all my black men, all my black brothers, regardless whether they get along with each other or not. Because I honestly feel like at some point we will, we we, we actually will come together and get through this. We will... We would do just like the white people. We would stick on point when it comes to each other, regardless of our differences. We will not show them to the rest of the world. We will only show unity. And that goes for all over the planet, black people. In Africa, here, everyone of the African diaspora, we will all stick together. Well, I mean, we will. I was supposed to have a guest tonight, um, but this is my first show alone. I didn't have a guest. She um, didn't come, but I will have her on, Najee. It's a, a friend of mine, daughter. She's young. And uh, we're going to get a young person's perspective. We're going to bring the young pe- folks in. Because I want y'all to um, support me also. 
I mean, my goal is to, when I was your age, I had no one to tell me. You know, I, I look now and I see how much Detroit, you know, meant to the rest of the world, <clears throat> the, the especially to black America, the things that started from here, how many black folks, you know, paved way for the rest of the world coming from this part of the country, coming from Detroit. I mean, Detroit is right across the water from a whole nother country. So, I mean, it, it that right there make it stand out by us being right across the water from Canada, you know? So, a whole nother country, a whole nother citizenship. We, But for me to find out a lot of things with Detroit, you know, been started here. I, I, I didn't know anything about the Nation of Islam being started here. I didn't know anything about um, Moorish Americans being started here. Marcus Garvey coming here, you know, starting his movement from here. I mean, just a lot of different people. Malcolm X, you know, coming from here, fighters. And we, right now, don't speak for anything. We just fall for everything. Like I always tell everybody on Facebook, because that's what I say all the time, whether y'all like it or not. We got to wake up, Detroit. And I'm going to get these young people on my show. I plan to blow my show up. I plan on getting people all over the world to listen to me. To listen to this little bitty girl. This little bitty lady. Yeah. I know one thing. Detroit, we got to get it together. I really don't be mad at my police. Like what I see outside of this mud. Like what I see going on around the world. I've always in Detroit kind of mingled with the police here and and everything, I mean, I know we we like to complain about everything, but some things is worth complaining, some things aren't. And um, Detroit police, we got our flaws, but I don't think we we worth complaining like the rest of the world. But we have our flaws. I I can't say that because I do understand that we that Detroit police, just like every other municipality, use us as the income for their city, and so ticket a lot and pull you over on little small things and everything. But I really don't feel like Detroit do a lot of that to people. I mean, because there's so much crime here. I don't think they have really the time to just pick at every little thing. Maybe these white cops who coming from the outskirts, they do things like that. But 
for most everybody else know, it's other things going on around this city. It's survival of the fittest. But I want you guys to support me. You know, support my station on Anchor. Anchor FM. Anchor.fm slash Wadia dash Makaba. Yes, support me. And um check out check out this podcast. Share this podcast. Share my podcast, please. That way more people can enter into my algorithm. I can get subscribers because I'm trying to get subscribers, you know. So bear with me. I'm gonna get everything together. I do have plans for this podcast, and I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm raising the next generation. My grandson and my son are going to be warriors. I just need the world to know that. I'm raising warriors, and I'm not alone. I got a village helping me. Just know that much. But... I'm going to close this podcast out for now. I'll come into some more information, some more thoughts. I will be getting back with you guys. So once again, support this podcast. Share this podcast. And, um... I'm going to figure out how this goes so I can have you guys call in, you know, and and, and message me, you know, leave me a message, give me some topics, tell me your thoughts, peace and hair grease, love you all, bye Detroit, see you later.